0: Stop downsizing your most valuable asset was one of the most powerful things I heard on today's podcast. Today's podcast was so powerful that in fact, I couldn't even record the intro with the guest because I had to process when we were done. My body is vibrating. It is up. I am all over the place in the most positive, happy, I want to go win it everything way. So here's some quick notes from the show today. How somebody went from being $400,000 in debt, custody battled and tattooed pain to purpose on his arm how being raised on great morals in shelters and with food pantries led to abundance. His choice was simple. He was either going to become a professional rapper or a professional basketball player, how a police officer created the defining moment of his life, how asking yourself new questions can create your new identity, the most powerful question that you can ask yourself to win, the three simple questions that will map out the path to your wins and happiness, are you locked in the prison of your mistakes? And one of the most powerful ones for me, is stop downsizing your most valuable asset. So today's guest is a master high performance coach, mindset coach to professional athletes and sport teams and everybody. And we break down in this episode exactly how to start crafting your wins today in this moment to create the love that the life that you love and live from your purpose. It is loaded. I'm tongue tied. I'm vibrating like my heart rate's up because we just finished the show. And so I'm going to highly recommend. You get a notepad, you get some time, and you listen to this one, and this would be a triple listen. Listen once, listen twice, listen a third time, and please send this episode to your dearest circle, your entrepreneur friends, your friends, the people that you work with every day, so all of you can use this momentum together to win. So without further ado, I'm going to cue the intro, so let's get into the episode. Are you ready to ethically scale your business? Good. Good. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Mind of George Show. And today, today, I am joined by a very special guest. Now, before I let him speak, before you get to see him, let me tell you how this happened. Okay, I'm a storyteller, I'm a marketer, so here's what happened. So I was in my office and I've been cleaning and building my office. My son was in here and my office looks like a hurricane went off. And in cleaning, I actually started putting books away. I built a new bookshelf. And in the middle of it, I found a dictionary. And it's really, really funny because my son looked at me and said, Daddy, Daddy, what does winning mean? So I opened the dictionary and there was a picture of today's guest, full page spread in the dictionary. So this man is the king of intention and attention. He is a high performance coach. And I swear to God, he sweats winning so much that through osmosis, you're guaranteed to win by being in his ecosystem. He's an entrepreneur. He's a father. He's a husband. And most incredibly, I can feel he has one of the biggest hearts and like embodies service and gratitude in every ounce of his pores. And so today we are joined by the very special, the one and only Coach JC. So welcome to the show.
1: Come on, my man. What an intro. That's hilarious. I've never seen that or heard that before, but I love it. I'm so honored today. To be on your
0: show. And I'm just blessed that we connected, brother. Thank you so much. Yeah, man. I got, I gotta say, like, I gotta say, like, I teach customer journey. Like, I teach relationships, I teach everything. And you made my nerdy little heart flutter after we did your show. So for everybody listening, I did a show on JC's show. We connected instantly and just started hitting it off. And then he's like, I'm gonna send you a gift. And I'm like, okay, here it comes. Customer journey time. I'm gonna go through this. He sends me a box, sends me this high-performance playbook, which is on my bookshelf over here, and not like a notebook, not like anything. Like This thing looks like it was crafted by the statue of David into winning. I mean, it's got like a felt cover. It's branded. It's all about me. And then not only a handwritten note to me, a handwritten note to my son, a gift for my son, and everything is just about ensuring that every single time You experience JC, you feel like winning. And this is my favorite part. And I'm going to say this because he says it normally and I know he's going to say it at the end, but this is his fucking business card, okay? Like this guy forces me to step up my game. You ready? This is what comes on the business card. Win all day. Today is my day. Nothing will get in my way of being the best version of me. I am here on purpose. I have a purpose. I am strong. I am passionate. I am fearless. I choose faith. I am a winner. I will win and win all day. And the only thing I feel like is every morning I need to stand on the bathroom counter like that little girl who went viral and yell that in the mirror to myself every day to embody this. So JC, holy moly, like holy moly. And I'm just honored. I'm honored. I'm humbled. And I'm taking notes. And so for those people on my show, because some of yours are going to come listen, but mine are new to the world of JC. Can you give them like a, a story arc of like how we got to today? Man, honored, bro. Thanks again.
1: Yeah, it, it, I didn't start off by winning, brother. I'll tell you that. And I believe after today, there's many people listening um, and watching this episode that when you were talking, I just feel like this is going to be a kickstart or a jumpstart um, in length and business for a lot of people listening. I don't know where you're at right now listening, but I believe that somebody is getting hold back today. I believe that somebody's getting purpose back today. I believe that there's going to be new possibilities and opportunities new belief systems, um, restoration, um, new passion, just supernatural strength after today in this episode. So I'm excited, man. I got to tell you this, George. I grew up in the great state of New Jersey, and uh, I was raised by a single mom. And when my dad left when I was eight years old, we experienced a lot of pain and suffering, brother. And uh, I was raised by a single mom. My sister uh, was just about 18 months older than me, and we suffered a lot. My mom raised us on great morals, but we suffered a lot when it came to monetary. So we saw a lot of pain and suffering. We on Every every Sunday, we didn't go to the grocery store to get groceries, George. We visit local food pantries, and that's how we got groceries. And my mom was very big in, in her faith. And she would always tell us, man, God puts all things together for good. Everything's going to go be, be okay. God will provide. But I'll never forget, we were living in a shelter at a young age. Just I was about eight and a half years old. The shelter, for anybody listening that might not be familiar, is you know, it's group housing. You live in multiple families. And I remember eight years old, George, I was on the top of the bunk bed. And this is such a defining moment in my life where Winnie was birthed out of me. And then my sister was on the lower bunk bed. And I remember staring down at her. And I was weeping. And I was crying. And I was saying, why us? Why me? Why can't I have the Michael Jordan sneakers like everybody else? Why do we have to use food stamps at a grocery store? Why can't it just be normal? Why did my dad have to leave us? Why did my dad have to walk away? Why did he have to us? And I remember at this young age, I had no idea what it meant, George. But I knew at that age, there was something inside me. And it was it was this compassion. It was this empathy for people. And it was also this hatred to see the pain and suffering. And um, I made a decision at that time in my life. I'll never forget that I was going to be the hero. I was going to rescue my mom and my sister from this poverty-stricken life. And I was going to go on and make a lot of money. And I was going to go on to help a lot of people. But I was going to help people stop the pain and suffering in their life. And it was going to start with me and my family. And one thing led to another. And I decided I was going to do it one of two ways. I was either going to become a professional rapper. Yeah. Back in the day, it was Vanilla Ice, Ice Ice Baby, Or I was going to become a professional athlete. And basketball took me with big goals and dreams out to Oral Roberts University of School, a university, Division I University out in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And in Tulsa, Oklahoma in 1999, I threw away that story, George. I ended up you know, uh, getting a young girl on campus pregnant and uh and i was frowned upon they said hurry up and get married we got married we were divorced in eight months and i ended up actually in a very uh in a fight of my life but also in the fight of my life to be a dad and i think for the people listening right now what happens when your story doesn't end up exactly how you thought it we all have a story right george we have a story what we imagine our lives to look like our businesses to look like you know where we're gonna live who we're gonna marry and all that stuff and so when my story was thrown away and 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 now I I, I I didn't think I could rescue my mom my sister from this pocket stricken life. And I was in the fight of my life to be a dad through a basketball. I ended up in over $400,000 in debt in the fight of my life to be a dad in a custody battle, suicidal, depressed, oppressed. And it was at that lowest time in life where I had a tattoo on my arm that says, pain with an arrow to purpose, that I was able to create this story for my life. And that is when, for me, the whole win-all-day brand was uh, started uh, at the lowest time of my life
0: when I started creating a story for my life, brother. So now I know why we hit it off so well. We just had a, I don't know, about 480 miles in between us, but I love that, man, and and it's huge. You said something, well, let me be frank. You just said about 80 things that I could unpack that all have depth and fiber to them, but there's one thing in particular that stood out to me. You said you threw away that story. And I think just like you nailed it, you were talking about expectations and how it's supposed to look and how it's supposed to be, but you had a point in your life, you had a point in your, in your, in your game where you're like, that story is not serving me. So like, what do you mean by like, you threw away the story and like, what did you do to do that?
1: Yeah, so, so throwing away my story, I think we all have a story we create for our lives. And my story was from the experiences I experienced as a young man, that I had to be that head of the household. I had to rescue my mom and my sister. So when I say threw away that story, George, you know, I, 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 that was no longer playing basketball was the ticket, right? Playing basketball for me into the NBA, that was my ticket. That was what I knew. And I think so many times we lived with this narrative and this story of what life's, life's going to look like. And so for me at that moment in time, I've realized that I could create a new story. And, and, and at first, it was a depressed state. At first, it was an oppressed state. At first, I thought my life was over. And then, when I got a hold of a few things and started to start with personal development, I rolled into Bible school. I started to understand the power of the mind. I started to realize, wait a second, just maybe, like you said, maybe everything I went through had to happen. And I adopted that mindset and that mantra and that perspective and that new story from an interaction I had with a police officer. And he said that to me, and I thought he was crazy. But during that interaction, I adopted, what if it had to happen? What if this is the life I was meant to live in? What if it didn't happen to me, but it happened for me? And what if I had to throw away my story? And what if I had to get this young pregnant? And maybe, just maybe, something good could, could, could come out of it. And so I believe that for me, I threw away the story that I created, but I also believe that so many times, The story that we create for our lives may may not be the story. It may not be the exact path that maybe the big man upstairs was looking after us and said, hey, JC, I got something different for you. I got something greater for you. I got something bigger for you. I have no idea where my life would be today if I went on to make the NBA. I have no idea what it would look like. But what I do know is now I'm walking out my purpose and my calling, and it all had to happen. And that's a mindset. It's an absolute 100% belief that a new story that I had to create at a very low tongue life.
0: Yeah man, yeah, I was um I was writing yesterday. I don't do that often, but I heard something and it's so so spot on for what you're talking about and you know, you talk about throwing away a story so that a new one can come to life and you talked about death of a story. And I think a lot of times we forget that in order for something to be born, typically the thing has to die or another analogy is like you have to write the conclusion of one book before you start writing another one. And I heard somebody, I don't remember where it was. It was in passing, but he was speaking about something. And he said, a lot of people forget that when something dies, something else is born and a seed is planted in the ground. But what we have to remember is that that seed has to live in darkness and still be nurtured and cared for before it can become above the surface and and reap or, or, or sow what it needs to be sown. Yeah. And so I have a very... I have a very, very similar story as yours, you know, different details, same story. And for me, my biggest struggle, even as an entrepreneur, was that I derived my value and my identity from my past stories, which prevented me from living in new ones and creating new ones. And it uh it's something that i'm 39 years old 38 i think i don't know i have to google it every time i think i'm 38 39 one of those two um and it was maybe a year and a half ago 2 years ago that it finally clicked for me that i didn't realize who i was without my chronological history and that started probably one of the scariest seasons in my life you know i'm 38 i have an amazing wife i have two beautiful children And it's crazy to feel like I was born again as like a little baby, not knowing who I was. And I mean, like, hey, babe, is it okay if I do this? And she's like, why are you asking me? And I was like, well, this is the first time I'm not running a script or a narrative born out of trauma to try to mitigate potential risk. And I didn't know what it was like, man. Like, I didn't know what it was like to be able to be like, hey, JC, man, you want to go get a cup of coffee? Like that didn't feel OK to me because I was like, what if this happens or this happens or what if she and this and then I live from this place of trauma because I was so addicted to my story because it was easier to survive in that chaos than it was to go into the ambiguity of the unknown. And so what you're saying, man, it's like I'm covered in goosies right now. Like, whoo, I got it it's yeah. in the body and it, it's so, so, so powerful. And I know, and, and, and when you said this, you're like, oppression and $400,000 in debt and a custody battle. I want to give that some light and some love because that doesn't change in 24 hours. It doesn't yeah. change in 72 hours. It doesn't change in six months. And so the pressure and the noise is still there. And what we have to, and what you had to do, I imagine is set your mind right every day to understand the field that you were on. And show up and create inputs that would unravel that situation, but but how long was that time period for you? You know, that's a great question, George. I think
1: for me, I made a decision. There was a time, there was a funny moment when I had the interaction with the police officer, and it had to happen. That's when I made a decision, right? And then from that time, it was a process, and you know, and you know, there, there's, there's. In the book that I read, right, it says, do not be conformed to things of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And I started to understand the power of the mind and renewing the mind is a daily process. And so I started to put strategic things in place that I would do every single day irrelevant of how I felt at the moment. I, I absolutely hated what I was, right? I would look in the mirror and I would just stare at myself and I would I would have a self-talk, right? And, and, and I would tell myself, man, you're a loser. Like, you threw away everything. And so... I had to recondition every single day and renewing my mind until I had to almost sever ties with my old man. Like, my full name is Jonathan Caneel. And I don't even go by that. Like, and I don't go by it for any other reason, but I almost don't identify it with anymore because I think of that guy, and I think of that guy of where I was, and I, I created this Coach J.C., and I asked myself some, ton, some, some some very strategic questions. I remember looking in the mirror, $400,000 in debt, suicidal, hating myself, having this conversation with myself like, you're a fraud, you're a loser, you have no calling on your life. You threw it all away, you'll be nothing. And I remember at these moments where I started to just start to create new questions and challenge myself. And I asked myself, who would you really be if you were who God created to who you were created to be? Me? I, I mean, you hear these things at Bible school near. Your place where on a certain for a reason. Are you really? Who would you be? And then I started to take strategic things and I started to do them every single day. Irrelevant, listen to me. I was suicidal. I was depressed. I would lay my head on the pillow cool at night and ask God not to wake me up in the morning. And so I made a decision at this time that if I'm really going to renew my mind, if I'm really going to do this thing, then I'm going to do it and I got to be all in. And so I can't tell you that it was an overnight miracle. Like it definitely was not an overnight miracle. My situation in the natural got worse, but I was getting better. And as I was getting better, as I was building this Coach JC, I have stronger mind, I a stronger body. I was in control of my emotions. I learned how to put myself in a winning state every day and emotions not control me. Even though my situation was getting worse, I was not moved by what I saw in the natural. And I think for so many people listening, that's what steers our life. So many times we get so blinded because we get so controlled and tripped up by what we see in the natural. And so, George, it was a process. It was renewing the mind. I mean, it was really for me from 2003 until 2008, where I can honestly tell you, man, I, I felt like I got through everything. And uh, so, it was not an overnight success. It was not an overnight miracle. It was a daily battle to fight the the old mindsets, the old limiting beliefs while I'm fighting this real natural battle of trying to be in my dad, my daughter's life and be a father and stay alive. So it was very strategic. And I, I'm not saying I'm not I'm not telling you I didn't know what I was doing. I have strategy laid out. Um, and it was it was some biblical principles along with some personal development. But man, it was a process, brother it was not easy.
0: Yeah, and and I and I love that and I and I think the reason I asked this is because it's so edifying to hear, but I think it's so powerful for entrepreneurs to have a permission slip to understand that like this is where the growth happens. And it doesn't have to be poverty or oppression or debt. It can be as simple as not liking the environment that you work in. It can be as simple as not liking your mindset or the results that you have. But what, what, I, what I love so much, and you just said this, and I want to call a lot of attention to this, is you said I had a plan. You said I had a plan. And so if I if I'm hearing this correctly, fed up with who I want to be, asking God to not wake me up and boy, oh, boy, do I resonate with those ones and the overdoses and all of those things, and then realizing and I don't know about you, but for me. um, After I attempted to take my life and I woke up the next day. I realized that that door was closed to me, and even if I was miserable and depressed, that I had my chance and it didn't work. And so I had to be done with that and I had to figure it out. But there was like this period of two years of like just pure death and darkness. And I was still on active duty. And then in the middle of it, I went back to Afghanistan. And so, I mean, I'm talking like I was negative dark, but I had made that decision. And the reason it took me so long. Is because I was afraid to ask myself what I wanted, because of there was so much residue and pain and trauma, on top of just my story, I was literally convinced, and and Bud, this, it's crazy, and thank you for showing up as you so I can share this. I've never talked about this before Um, on my own show, 300 episodes in. (laughs) But I remember telling people that my debts meant that I would never get to feel again, and my job was to suffer for the rest of my life to give back for the damage that I caused, that I couldn't be compassionate, I couldn't be empathetic. And like there's hundreds of pages of therapists and notes. My wife has recordings of it where like I was, quote unquote, happy. But I was literally telling people that because of what I had seen and what I had done and what I had experienced, that because I chose that path, that it made a difference, but I got to lose every ounce of humanity in my Mm. entire life and the reason i'm saying this is because you said something very powerful and the thing that you said was i learned to ask myself better questions i learned to ask myself questions that came from me and for five years i didn't feel worthy to ask myself what do i want in life and so I use service to others to try to help identify it. And I'm 38 years old. Wow. At 36 in the middle of the pandemic was the first time when I lost everything again that I was willing to do this. And similar to you, man, I um, we moved our family up to the mountains in, Ma- in Mammoth at a house we just bought. And uh, I lost everything, like a couple hundred thousand dollars a month in recurring revenue, like in 30 days, I lost a million dollars in consulting contracts right after we bought multiple homes and, you know, first world problems, but it was, it was an atomic bomb. And I remember I made a rule with myself. I asked myself some hard questions and I said, I'm going to hike every day until I find the answer. And every day was like, I'm going out in nature. And some days, ten minutes later to have clarity. And all I was looking for was the one thing to do that day. The one thing to do that day. One day I hiked for seven and a half hours and it came like right at the end. And I did that every single day for 45 days. And on the last day I did that hike, this podcast was launched Mm. and that's where it came from. And so what are some of your favorite questions or questions that you rely on or ones that you've leaned into that have allowed your body and your being to get connected to possibility. To be in the inquiry of like what my life or what winning or what happiness looks like, like what were some of your questions or what are some that you love utilizing as a tool, because for me, I didn't know I could ask a question. And I'd read every book. I was a personal development coach. I was a leadership coach. I had all the accolades. New York Times bestseller, number one app in the world. Like on paper, everybody wanted to be like that. And on paper, I wanted to crumple it up, throw it in the trash, because I felt so lost, and I never knew what to ask or what to do. Mm I I I think it's a great question, bro. and I appreciate being transparent.
1: I think for me, the number one question I started asking is, who do I need to become? And so when I was out, on their never forget, I was in a 600 square foot apartment and I was laying there face down on the carpet and, and, and I was just weeping and praying. And, and I started to really build a faith. And, and, and throughout that faith, I started asking myself these three simple questions over and over and again. What do you want? What do you really want? And, and, and so I threw away basketball. I threw away all this stuff. I was so unclear on my vision. Like, I had no idea what I wanted anymore. And so the first question I asked myself is, what do you want? And and, and so, like, I remember reading, you write the vision and make it plain, so that those who read it could run with it. I was like, you don't have a vision. You don't even know what life looks like anymore. All you know what life looks like is what's right in front of you. All you're seeing is the mess. You can't even see what's ahead of you because you're so stuck seeing what's behind you. I was such a prisoner of my mistakes and I was living with this guilt and shame and so I started to write a vision that was scary, right? I started to write a vision and be so crystal clear on what I wanted. I felt like I, I, I felt like I was almost an imposter. I felt like, who are you to write this? Like you caused this. You got this girl pregnant. You're doing your story. You, you know, you can't make this happen. Why do you think you could? You know, go get full custody of your daughter. Why do you think maybe you could make this money? Why do you think you maybe could be this person? Again? So I started to write a crystal clear vision of what I wanted. That was the first question i asked myself and i wrote and i wrote and i wrote george i remember writing vision and then i'm crossing out i'd say you're an idiot bro like you you can't write that you can't have that look what you did and i went through this constant battle this this identity crisis and that's where it led me to what do you want write the vision and make it plain if you don't know what you want you will never get it helen keller said it best what is being what's being uh, what is worse? being born blind it's being born with your sight with no vision i started to close my eyes george and i started asking myself what do you want i started to see beyond my current natural situation i started to create a compelling vision beyond what i could see in the natural so what i'm telling you right now if you're listening like i could have got stuck on the current situation instead i started to see Beyond what I could see in the natural. I started to create a vision beyond what I could see in the natural that I didn't have at the moment. That was the first question. What do you want, Jonathan? You hate yourself right now. You throw your basketball at the story. You're suicidal, you're depressed, you're not, you're not your daughter's life. What do you want? Right? That's your GPS. That, that that's like like that's your directional guide, right? So once I started writing that thing and I had clarity, that bring, that brought me clarity, right? Then I would focus on it and say, okay. Well, why do you want that? Why is that important to you? Why do you think you deserve that? Do you deserve it? And I would ask that question over and over. Well, why do you want that? Why do you want that? I would keep asking myself that. And once I had clarity, George, around a vision, once I had clarity around what, why I wanted that, okay? And when I, when I talk about that, I want to pause there for a second because, like, for me, it wasn't surface-level things. I think so many times we don't get what we want in life because... Why we want it is surface level. When I talk about your why, I'm talking about purpose. I'm talking about something that drives you. I'm talking about a must. I'm talking about do or die, back against the wall reasons why I must have that. A lot of people go through life every day, George, like, well, it would be great to have that. I hope and wish I could have that. When I had clarity what I wanted and I had strong reasons, strong whys, purpose must happen. And the last and most powerful question I asked myself was who do you need to become? Who do you need to become to make that a reality? And I started to create this avatar, this guy, Coach JC. And I said, all right, who would you, who would you be physically? Who would you be spiritually? Who would you be mentally? What would you look like as a dad, as a husband? Now, don't forget, I just went through a divorce at 19 years old. I'm not seeing my kid and I'm painting a crystal clear picture of what a dad would look like for me what a husband would look like for me me being out of debt me raising my daughter me having a business a new career i didn't know what the end game would be but when i asked myself who do i need to become that last and third powerful question then i started to put strategy behind becoming that person and you know what then my vision started to become a reality so what do you want jc why do you want it what do you want's vision why do you want it strong reasons and purpose and then who do you need to become to make that vision a reality? And that's when I started to shift my, my identity. When I didn't focus on the vision, I didn't focus on the why. I knew why. That's what woke me up in the morning. I started that purpose again, like, I started operating with faith. I knew what I wanted. But when I started to walk out the daily action steps and the habits and the rituals when I didn't feel like it's to become this person, that's when the vision became a reality. Does that make sense?
0: Bro. Yeah, I just want to pause for a minute to let that marinate into everybody's DNA. And yes, it makes sense. It, it's, it's so powerful and profound. And, and what I love is I love the, the dedication and the, the commitment to not moving forward until you have the clarity. Because I know for me, and, and I like to speak personally on my show, is that for a lot of my life as well, I was waiting for everybody else in the world to tell me my vision. I was waiting for my wife to tell me how to be for my staff to tell me what they needed for my kids to show a need. And and that's purgatory, right? Because no one can there. There's no path unless I make it. And so step one, crystal clear vision of what you want. Step two, why, why do you want it? Not material, but why, like what gets you up in the morning? What makes you want to breathe? Like what legacy, what purpose, what do you want written on the tombstone? And then step three. Who do you need to become to create that reality? And with all those ingredients, what you're left with is a crystal clear picture, and then you reverse engineer it backwards to, oh, well, if I wanna have biceps the size of a bodybuilder, even though it's a basketball dude, and be good looking like you, what do I need to do? I need to lift, I need to eat, I need to meditate, I need to move, I need to, you know, breathe, I need to pray, I need to have faith, I need to have one-on-one time with my daughter, I need to do this in my business, And I love that because I was stuck for so long. And one of the number one questions I get all the time is, George, well, how do I scale my business? And I was like, well, what does that look like? And they're like, I don't know. I'm like, well, I can't tell you. It's yours, right? Like it's your playbook. And so once you had that, you started designing rituals and routines around holding yourself accountable to who it was that you wanted to become and laying out the steps to get there step by step by step by step. And so now, I mean, I love it. We were ending your podcast and you're like, say this to me. I'm like, let's go. Like, I got off that thing, bro. I was like, I felt like fucking Dumbo. Like I was flying, like with just big flappiness everywhere. Like I was riding a unicorn on a rainbow. And like, you know, in front of my desk right here, which like nobody can see on camera, I have an entire altar, like crystals and my sound bowl. And this entire left wall is, 16 pictures of my family and every day before i do a call i sit in front of it and i meditate in front of that picture about who i am like who i am as that husband under that altar and who i am with my son on my shoulders and who i am that that 16 year old girl is smiling the camera because of those birthday photo shoots and i fucking look at it every day and i'm looking at it right now and I remember going back into my story and I I was with you in this. And I was like, why, why did I experience this? Like, where did this come from? Like of all the things, like, why am I alive in like, I can name 30 situations where I should have died from combat to life, to trauma, to drugs, to all of it. And bro, I got to the same point as you, except it took me a whole lot longer. It was like 2017, 18, maybe. And I had a shaman look me dead in the eye. And he asked me a very similar question that that cop asked you around that moment. And he looked at me and he said something along the lines of like, well, you can't get anywhere if you don't know where that is. And I was like, oh, so what do I want? And he's like, I can't tell you. And I stayed with him for seven days. And all he did was ask me a question a day. And I realized I had no vision for my life. None. And I couldn't see. And just like you, like, I couldn't see what I wanted yet. What it, what it felt like is it's like, there was this body of water and there was just all this trash stacked on top of it. And I wanted to jump in, but I had to clear it out. And all I could focus on at first was trying to find meaning in my existence, finding meaning in my identity. And so he sent me off in silence. I spent a couple of days in silence and I sat there with a pen on a piece of paper, man. And I was like, what's my purpose? Like, what's my purpose? And it took me two and a half days to put a word on a piece of paper. And it all collapsed in one moment where I was like, it's whatever I want it to be, but my story doesn't do any good if I identify myself as it, but if I use it for good. And I wrote this and I will never forget this. What I wrote was to stand with structure in the face of resistance to create possibility. And that literally became my life. That's where relationships, these algorithms came from. That's why my branding is a lighthouse because that's the definition of a lighthouse. A lighthouse gives light because giving light is its nature. It's not interested in who gets its light. And it allowed me to change my relationship with my story to where my story was no longer my identity. My story was a tool that I added to the toolbox. And then that is what allowed me to start stepping out. And, and bro, like... Powerful. I can't just even thank you enough for sharing some of this because I was in that world where and I know a lot of people are here like I'd read the books. It's like, fuck, I was a personal development coach, like a staff running events and helping people have breakthroughs. And I had every single knowledge and word and phrase and boom, 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 boom. And it was no different than listening to a show every week or going and and doing this once a week. And the scariest step for me was the implementation. And it took me years of collecting all of that to realize that I was actually in the same place I was. I just had a fuck ton of shelf help in my brain. And this is where, you know, things were getting a little. Well, can you hear me? There we go. That's where things were getting a little crazy for me. And so. It took me probably five years of like, what felt like purgatory, like smashing my brain and like being frustrated and in the darkness. But I realized is that I wasn't changing or attempting to change anything about who I wanted to become. I was making adjustments to who I currently was thinking that that was going to have a big impact. Like I was changing a little habit that I had, but I had the same identity. I had the same belief system. And it took like some hard resets for me. And so, man, like fucking thank you. Like, thank you for being the example. Like, thank you for sharing this. Like, thank you for, for leading like you do. And, you know, for anybody listening to this, and and I'd love for you to speak some truth into this because you are way more better at speaking truth into this right now. Like, I can't even match your energy, bro. I thought I was good. I got to come up to it, but like, This embodiment, man, like you got this thing vibing through your gas tank. But but I remember the reason why, JC, that I struggled so bad. I had a belief that my healing and my choices had to match my level of trauma in order for me to get better. Wow, wow, wow. And it's sad and exciting at the same time to realize that My entire story rewrote itself the day I decided to make a 10-minute commitment to a practice. Not 10 years of pain and suffering, but just an intentional, who would I be or what would it look like five years from now if I was living my life? And what was a habit or what was an action that I would take at that point? And it collapsed everything. But it was this whole like overwhelming feast or famine that I was so stuck, but I had this massive desire to be different. But it felt like my feet were cemented into the ground. And I remember that feeling viscerally. And it's something that took me a long time and many amazing people and coaches and and my wife and mentors for me to take a step forward. And like just one step. And I know there's people listening that are like, I don't like what's in my business. I, I might be unhappy with my relationship. There's some toxic friends in my life. There's habits that I don't like. I don't like that I have a drink every night. And I remember those feelings. And so, when you meet these people, when you when you speak to these people, like, how do you speak life into them? How do you recommend that people take a step in that direction so that that momentum and that clarity can come? Yeah, man, great question. First of all, man,
1: I'm grateful to be on your show, and I feel like, you know, I resonate with so many things you're saying. I don't want a listener to listen, and and I don't think this is the case for anybody, man. I think we're so deceived. Hey, Deception is a real thing, especially in social media these days. Like, I still deal with some of these limiting beliefs and these behaviors and these thoughts. And I've spoken to some of the top high performers that I've been blessed to interact with. And I think so many times we make our lives so much, we magnify stuff as human beings, right? We make things so much worse than they are. And so for, 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 for me personally, when I've discovered what my purpose, and I'm not saying my great, like amazing purpose on this earth, just that I've had life again. And so a purpose to understand that I'm alive and people need what I have and just maybe, just maybe there was a little hope that I went through all this for a reason. That purpose started to bring me a passion and excitement and energy again. I was living with no excitement, no energy. I knew who I was. And then that passion started to bring a different energy. And so with that energy, I was able to do what I call the stack wins, right? And so I tell people all the time, like, like, if you see somebody without a passion, without an energy, man, it's not because they're a bad person. It's not, they're, they're, they're just, they don't have a purpose. Maybe their business isn't purpose driven. Maybe their life isn't purpose driven. If you see, see somebody, they're not passionate in their marriage, they lost their purpose. If they're not passionate in their business, they lost their purpose. When you have reasons to live, when you have reasons to show up, that's when you commit what's in front of you, which you can't see in the natural, but what you see drives close stronger than what's behind you. That's when you can make what's inside of you, that purpose, that drive, that juice, bigger than what's on the outside of you and not be moved by what you see in the natural. That's when you can make what you want, what you desire, right? A bigger and greater than your greatest excuses at the moment. And so for me, this one little purpose that I had behind being a dad, behind being a father, it was all I needed at the moment. I didn't know my purpose on this earth. I didn't know all of what what I'm doing now. I had no idea. But I found a purpose in the meaning, in the moment. And it was to fight to be a dad, because I had to be in my daughter's life. And that alone was the deep powerful reasons I needed to fight through the obstacles, the adversity, the trials, the storms, the, the disappointments, the, the distractions. That was all I needed was that little hope, that little purpose. That all I could find in the moment was my daughter needs me. I guess she this the, that, that's what allowed me to get up. After the pain of crying myself to bed at night, that's what allowed me to get up. After a setback, when the attorney said, you're not seeing her this week. That's what allowed me to get up after the obstacle when it looked impossible. That's what allowed me to keep showing up in the midst of adversity, and the trial, and the storm. And so I'm just here to say, like, and I tell people this all the time, like, there's going to be people that tune into this podcast and listen and say, man, I'm resonating because maybe I'm a high performer, I'm doing great things, but and I, I just, I just, I, I'm, I'm struggling. I'm going through some hell. I'm going to find your purpose again, find your purpose again. And maybe it's just right in front of you today. Maybe it's just right in front of you today. Maybe there's meaning in the moment today. And that's all you need to find purpose in and not your holier than now big like life purpose. I don't, I don't I think so many times we, we get caught up in that. And I think that causes more shade, more guilt, more worry, more doubt, more anxiety, feel like oh my gosh what's my purpose on this earth i didn't have to figure all that out at the moment all i had to figure out at the moment is i just needed one little purpose to give me a little hope to give me a little a, a little faith again and, and and so
0: george that winning confession that you said earlier right yeah that's that like i try created- on my desk i'm keeping this card on my desk like he this is a little business card but like I, he's my friend it's literally on my laptop i will read that every fucking morning and a hundred times a day and, and think about this, though, George, like I started
1: to study how to recondition my mind. I started to study how to create new thoughts and beliefs and patterns. And, and one of the things I discovered was there's power in your words and, and, and what comes out of your mouth, right? There's, there's a powerful statement, the I am statement. I'm trying to create a new identity. What am I saying about myself? All I'm saying about myself every day is I'm my worst enemy. I'm talking more crap about myself than anybody else. I started to understand, what if I started to create these I am statements? What if I started to understand that faith comes by hearing? And what if I understand that, man, the direction of my life right now might be a direct reflection of what I'm speaking on a daily basis? What if I was really to build faith and call those things that are not as if they are? And I created that statement you read, that winning confession, when I didn't believe one word of it, George. Mm -hmm. There's not one word on there I believed when I first created it. Mm -hmm. I didn't believe one word on that thing. There was not a word I believed. I said, I'm here on purpose. I have a purpose. I didn't believe I was here on purpose. I didn't believe I had a purpose. My life looked horrible. It looked down and out. I didn't think I could even stay alive. But when I created the win all day, I started to look and say, okay, what, what, what if? We talked about what you want. We talked about why you want it. We talked about who you need to become. Well, what if you really started to come to a true understanding that you were born a winner? That you showed up every single day thinking and believing you could win. See, one of the greatest beliefs that I believe, this is my personal belief, the greatest belief you can ever have to me is a belief in God to create. The second greatest belief that you could ever have, besides that, is a belief in you, you, who you are born to be, who you are and who you can become. And so many times the only thing keeping us, you know from getting what we really want or who we need to become, like we talked about earlier, is the story, right, that we tell ourselves. And so I started to understand, okay, all story is is a belief. Mm-hmm. so what if i started to learn how to create new beliefs and a belief in me i started to believe that maybe god can spare spare me a second chance just just maybe there's there's purpose i'm like but i started to ask myself who what if i believed in who i was going to be and i and what if i could create a new belief around that and so when we create war when we create a word or words right we we give it meaning and if when you give a word a meaning you create a new way of Thinking. The words we use create our reality. So I started to say every single day, you know, you, you can win. You were born a winner. You will win. You must win. I'm here on purpose. I have a purpose. They believe a word of it. And then I started to believe that, you know what? What if I really could do all things? I read this in the Bible, right? You know, that you could do all things through crush your strength you. And June. I took hold of it. And I said, okay, maybe this thing could work for me. Maybe if this is a, maybe this book is a personal development book. And I started to say all things all day all things are possible, all things work together for good. And I started to adopt this belief, a mindset that, and that's where I started to create, nothing would get in my way of me being the best version of me, and I started to make a decision that I'm gonna create my new reality, that I can do all things, that I am strong, that I am passionate, that I am fearless. I was walking in fear. I started to choose myself, I'm fearless, I choose faith. I, I'm, I'm passionate, I'm encouraging, I'm joyful, I'm I'm intense, I'm motivated, I didn't feel any of that. But I started to change, and I remember reading Tony Robbins' book, he said, the meaning of anything in life only has the meaning you choose to give it. I started to shift the direction of my life by what I focused on. And I started to shift what I focused on by what I started to speak out of my mouth. And that birthed the win all day. Just by me saying this over and over and over again, I started to, that card I gave you, I started to see it on the paper, right? And I would see it. And I would just see it every day. I would see it every day. I would see it every day. Okay. And then I started to say it. I started, I started to call those things that are not as if they are. I started to speak it. When I didn't just speak it, I started speaking with conviction. I started speaking with authority. Then I would be yelling in my car. I'd be yelling in the shower. And then and then I started to see it. I started when I say it, I started visualizing myself already there with a new belief. You're here on purpose. You have a purpose. I started to see my new purpose. You're strong. I started to see a strong JC your passion, I started to see a passion, you're fearless, I started to see see it, say it, and see it, and do that on repeat every single day until that card started to become a reality. And people say, well, how did you? I just feel like I did it over and over and again where I started to condition and it became part of my DNA. It started to become part of my identity because I didn't believe it when I first started saying it. And then I started to believe it. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. Yes, it makes sense. Yeah. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to stay in my chair right now, bro. I, I love, I love it, man. Me. I mean, like uh, my, dear, my dear friend, Jim Quick, one of the most powerful things I've ever heard him say is if you fight for your limitations, you get to keep them, right? And when I hear that story and I hear that stagnation, I wrote something down and I said, become the author, not the orator. Ooh, come on. Because I realized that for me, most of my life stayed where it was because I was too busy orating my past instead of writing my future. Absolutely. And it's so powerful and it's so simple because I'm the same way as you. I just did a podcast. I record a podcast on environmental design, right? And so you, you shared this, right? You are like, I was my biggest enemy. I was an asshole to myself. I was so mean, like I'm a monster and I've killed people and like, I don't deserve to live and like all these different things, right? Gotta love shamans for me. Ready? This um, so is what I did. Is uh, he told me to do this, and he said, "Could you ever be mean to your son?" And I'm like, "Never, never." Like the world could be ending. I could be in the midst of some of the hardest things ever. And when that sweet little five year old boy, like, looks up at me and makes eye contact, like, I melt. Right. So he said, "Cool. Put a picture on the background of your phone at you at five. Look at my phone, JC." Grabbing my cord here yeah this is me at- oh at- man come on bro and this this picture has been the background of my phone for five years five years and every day every time what that 864 times a day i have to unlock my phone right the first thing i see is this sweet innocent five-year-old george that's just a little and full of life that has no front teeth, by the way, because Alvin and the Chipmunks, all I want for Christmas is my two front teeth Was my favorite song, because I lost them all. But it's really about designing the environment, designing my life, designing what I see. And you nail this, like you embody this. It's like, cool, like here's another one, ready? Everybody listening, you want the answers, you want the secrets, design your environment around who you want to become, not who you were. So I'll give you an example. Go look at your phone and the last five songs you listen to. Bitches, hoes, my dog died. Boom, boom, boom. And then ask yourself why we think like that when we spend our days being programmed by all of these different things. So, dude, four years ago, I left the jungle. I gave up all music with lyrics for two years. I didn't consume any content, it was just instrumentals or like shamanic, like fill my bucket type music. And then now, Most of the music I listen to are my friends who are like conscious musicians about love and earth and happiness and joy. And then like social media, like I don't scroll social media. I put it in buckets for 10 minutes a day because I don't want to absorb all that energy. And what I love is that that's only part of the game. You have to protect. You have to increase the protection and safety around you, around your belief, around your vision, around who you want to be. And then you have to increase the inputs around you that are aligned to who you want to be, not who you were. What does your card say? What does your phone say? What's your fucking ringtone? What's your alarm code? What's on your desk? What's in your car, right? Like, I love this. Like, I take this, like, win all day, right on your sticky note. I still do this to the day. If you go in the bathroom in my office, there's a pink sticky note, because it's my favorite color, and at the top of the fucking mirror, it says, you're beautiful. I wrote that. I wrote that I'm beautiful. Every time I go pee, I remind myself how beautiful I am. But it's really about how much we give. And what I love, JC, is like what you embody is like you surround yourself with possibility. You surround yourself with it. And then you embody it. And when you do that, Parkinson's law takes over. If you build this container of winning and connectedness and heart, no matter what, if you stay in it, you're going to fill it. And it brings out the best of you. And so, yes, I fucking love everything that you're saying. And I want more of it. I want to tattoo it on people's souls. <sighs> Well, and George,
1: think about this, though, man. Like, this is so powerful because so many times, and I think this is a game changer. This absolute game changer It was for me. I had to do a lot of things, and I was just reminded of this when you were saying that, that I didn't feel like doing in the beginning, right? And then so many times, like, I, I, I don't want people to think, well, yeah, to say a winning confession, yeah, just wake up and think positive. Like, that's not what I did. I did a lot of things that I didn't feel like doing. Like, even that winning confession, but so many times I think you will never win if you are what you feel. And so like today, like I'm challenging around here, what decisions do you need to make different, right? In your life that are not led by feelings and emotions. And so many times we, we we allow our feelings to to, to disqualify us and take us out of the game. And that's what I was doing. I was built by feelings, guilt, shame, this, that. And so like, 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 one of the things I did, like, check this out, George. I was reading the Bible, I, re- I remember it said that God had these Ten Commandments. And I was like, well, if God had the Ten Commandments, why should I have Ten Commandments for my own life? And I started to understand. I didn't realize what I was doing until later, as I started to study business and understand core values and started to understand, like, branding. And I was like, wait a second. I did back in the day just because God had the Ten Commandments, so i create my own Ten Commandments. And and, and and I did what I do now in business. And so I think a lot of times, George, you know, I, I'd ask this question. What are you committed to? Mm. Right? What are you committed to? When I wrote that vision and I knew why I wanted it, I had to make some really strong commitments and commitments a choice, not a feeling. Yes. And I committed, I committed to these 10 commandments that I created. Like I created the 10 commandments. People thought I was crazy in Bible school. They're like, what are you doing? You have 10 commandments for your life. I'm like, God did it. So I'm going to do it. And I started to post these 10 commandments around on this on, on white printer paper in my 600 square foot apartment, commandment number one, commandment number two, commandment number three. And it's how I was going to live my life. Mm. And then every morning I just read the commandments and I was like, okay, well, the Bible says these 10 commandments, love, love your neighbor as yourself. Love number three, okay. Here's my one and two. And I just, I created 10 commandments for my life but still to this day is the GPS, the, the the value system on how I live my life. And so I think, if you're led by feelings and emotions, you're going to have a very roller coaster life. And I'm not telling you not to be vulnerable. I'm not telling you not to have feelings and emotions. I felt it all, and I think you should feel stuff, and that's a whole other topic. But there also comes a point where you have got to make a decision say, if I continue to be led by feelings, man, my life is not going to go the direction I need. I had to do a lot of things, George, that I didn't feel like doing to get out of that slump and create a
0: new life and a new story. Does that make sense? Yeah, dude. Yeah, and you know, it took me a long time. I mean, I remember, dude, when I was a personal development teacher and like we were going through the training to become staff members, that was the biggest thing written on the wall. Commitment is not feelings. And it was one of those things. And like, I have to like give gratitude. I know I talk about the military a time, but one of the things that I learned when I decided to, to lean into all the benefits that were in it is that it didn't matter how I felt, how much sleep I had. It didn't matter when we had to go out that gate. And we had to go on a job and on a mission. It didn't matter how we felt. It didn't matter what was out inside the world. It's like we had a job, and we had to be committed to something greater than ourselves. And feelings are temporal in nature. Like right now, like on this podcast, I've experienced eight hundred feelings: happy, joy, gratitude. Like I've wanted to hug you. And then, how tall are you, by the way? Five nine. Yo, know, we're the same size. Yes, I love it. Right? <laughs> like half an inch on me. Your biceps are a little bigger, but I'm going back to the gym now. But it was like. It was like, oh, I just want to hug and hold. And then I had sadness and I had gratitude. And then I had some grief and I had some all of this and all of it was temporal in nature. But it doesn't change the fact that like what we want is what we have to commit to. And we have to step and step and step. And, and you know, earlier you said something too that I wanted to put a bow on and bring it up. As you said, you talked to all these high performers. One of the things that I want everybody to understand is that the feelings never go away. The relationship with them changes. It's the relationship with them that changes, right? They become a superpower at that point. They become something you notice. It's something you're aware of. And for me, I thought forever like, oh, there's this finish line, right? Like when I'm here, there won't be any sadness or any fear. And I'm like, oh no, I just gave it a cup of coffee now and I use it as a benefit to me. It's something that we coexist with. And I love that you say that because I've interviewed everybody. I've worked with everybody from nobody up to uh, 16 billion in revenue right like all of them and they all share the same feelings it comes out no matter what we put our pants on the same we do it the same and i love that you speak light into that because we are no different we all have time and i'm not comparing bank accounts i'm not doing any of that but it's like i've been in this deep reflective state this year this is my year of saying yes my wife and i made the declaration that this was our year of saying yes if the universe presents an opportunity to deepen a friendship an experience, a moment with our kids, with you, with whatever, my default answer is yes. And that stretches and that pulls and it does all these things, but it's all born out of possibility. And it's like, am I afraid? Yeah. Am I boom, like I'm going to film a TV show that I just said yes to out of nowhere. I knew nothing. They sent me the details. I'm like, oh, that's what we're doing. And if I based it based on feelings, like that opportunity, that connection, whatever magic is created in those eight days, would have never been able to come to fruition. And so I love it. Like when you talk about this, i got to tie it down together because like the 10 commandments, the way that you design your life, winning all of those pieces, those are the keel in the water to where even when feelings get overwhelmed, because I know they do, even in doing this work, when I'm like, I have all of it, there's times where I still get frozen and I don't know what to do or I have this thing. But... Another military benefit is that I don't default to my plan. I default to my training and what I have. And if every day I'm practicing mindset and declarations and affirmations and giving away what I want to get, and I know that I have contingency plans, right? So like for my mastermind students, one of the things I have them create is their SOS procedures, right? I have them create their SOS procedures. And I was like, what are your inter- SOS procedures, what's your inner circle SOS procedures, and what's your external SOS procedures, right? And on that inner one, it's like, what tools do you have at your disposal? You have breath, you have movement, you have nutrition, you have journaling, you have praying, you have walking, you have whatever, right? And I was like, then you have this inner circle. Who are the people that see you and hold you at your potential? Not at your current situation. There's like three to five of them, your wife, your spouse, my chiropractor is like one of my best friends. He knows everything about me, right? And then what's external? What are the people who have a tool that you might need? Like an attorney, for example. Like I don't need an attorney every day, but I've been hit with cease and desists, I've been hit with lawsuits, right? And my body shuts down and I'm like, oh, walking isn't gonna work. I talk to my wife, boom, external, call the attorney. And in a matter of five minutes a feeling that would have literally held me hostage for weeks, months at a time is mitigated. In a matter of five minutes, right? And so bro, I love... Everything that you're speaking. I love all of it. And what what I love so much is like I'm hearing the books in my head. I'm like atomic habits, James Clear, Wind Stacking, Environmental Design. We got Benjamin Hardy in the mix. We got Jim Quick in the mix. Like people I love and respect. And JC speaking truth with winning into all of them, man. It it it's so powerful. And what I also love is the simplicity of it. The simplicity of it. Like I think for me, like one of the things that you've managed to do so quickly. For me, it's like you embody what I teach. You make people feel safe. You, you invest in them and their possibility. And everybody has the opportunity. Like you're a team player. You see belief in everybody. You fill their bucket, you do it. And I love that. And I love that, like, I want everybody to understand. And I'm going to say this personally. I think entrepreneurship is one of the craziest things in the world. And my buddy Alex Sharfin says this all the time. He's like, we're the crazy ones that get up out of bed go out into the future and dream something to be possible and then come back and have the guts to build it and make it a reality every day. And this is a very lonely journey. It, it can be. It can be isolating. It can be all of it. But we're not really alone. We have ourselves. and we have ourselves, we have each other. And, and winning is a team game. Entrepreneurship is a team game. Life is a team game. Families are a team game. And I want everybody to listen to this, and I'm going to say this however you feel, wherever you are, is completely perfect and okay. Doesn't yeah. matter what's on paper, doesn't matter what's in the bank account, doesn't matter what your business is at. All that matters is that if you're listening to this, and even if you're not, you are worthy of everything. You are destined to win. You won the one in 400 trillion chance of being born. Come on. And there's a reason that you're here. And so I would invite everybody that today, Like the reason this podcast exists, the reason that you're hearing it, the reason that JC is speaking so much into it is because there's one thing that's on your heart or your head right now. And all we need is one thing, one commitment, one habit, one ritual, one movement, one walk, one drink of water, one supplement, one meal, one anything to actually create momentum and start allowing the vision to come to life. And man, when you said this to me, you said, uh, what was it? Oh, finding meaning in the moment. Like that's the only vision we need. Because the book is going to become the book once you start writing words on the pages, right? Like the vision becomes the vision when you start walking in the dark. Willingly, knowingly, that there's something when you take that next step. And man, I just I don't know, man. You're you're fucking incredible. Like that's it. Like you're just incredible. And 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 I just I feel it, man. I just feel it. Grateful, bro. Grateful. Yeah. Well, I'm excited.
1: I think, I think the, you know. The thing that I would encourage everybody, man, is this, is George, is that, you know, like I, I talk about winning a lot. But again, I, I went over quickly what the win all day brand's all about. And it's a mindset. It's not about just winning and losing, right? It's about being able to show up the best version of you every single day. It's about being able to create a new story, right? It's about being able to, uh, you know, see beyond what you see in the natural. It's about understanding that if you could create a new identity a belief system around you and show up expecting to win. Show up being your best, and lay your head on the pillow at night, knowing that you laid it all out there, right? That you were the best version of you. Then that's winning, and I tell people all the time, like this isn't—it's like success, right? It's all relative. My whole philosophy is very simple, right? Winning's built on winning, right? And today, what do you need to do to show up and be your best? And and, and that's all relative for everybody. When I coach people, I have the winning five. I show them that stack wins. The winning five is based around. You know, focus, faith, fitness, family, and finances, and the mindset, belief, body, relationships, your business mission. But I have that. I have the Ten commandments. I have these blueprints to give them, but it doesn't mean everybody's life's going to look exactly the same. And so, my encouragement today is to make sure that what does winning look like to you? I think we opened up with a few powerful questions. What do you want, right? That's vision. Why do you want it? That's purpose, meaning behind it. And who do you need to become? And I think today's a day from this podcast. There's a lot of people listening that are going to say, "Man, I tuned in. I didn't even know why I tuned in today. I I just, I saw George. I saw his pink shirt. I saw something I liked about him. But I'll be encouraging everybody, like, don't underestimate. Because this is where I was. Like, don't underestimate the power in who you were created to be. God is no respecter of person. If he did it to me, for me, took me from suicidal, depressed, down and out. I went on to become the youngest strength coach in the nation at the Division One level started five businesses, wrote six books. I've worked with some of the top pro athletes. Like, I'm just telling you, don't underestimate the power in who you were created to be. Like, stop downsizing your most valuable asset, and that is you and who you were born to be, who you are and who you can become. There is value in you. And like, when I've helped people build personal brands, this is the number one thing I talk about. I want to know your story. I want to know the hell you went through. I want to know the mess you went through because that that is where we're going to build this personal brand with your gifts and your skills and your knowledge and your experiences. And that is the X factor. That is what nobody has. And that's what did it for me. So what do you want to be known for? What do you want your life to represent? What do you want your message to be for the the world? Like I believe today for many people, it's a defining moment. I believe it's a defining moment for your business, for your baby, for your relationships, for your calling, for your purpose, for your destiny, for you to see value in you. I've been people showing up on this podcast today and said, this is the only thing I need to hear is that I'm worth it. I'm here on purpose. I have a purpose. I've been downsizing who I am. And that there's power that lives inside of me. That there's a winner inside me. That if you could just get a hold of that today, that you were placed on this earth for a reason. And it's to give the world what you have. To do something beautiful and significant. To serve the, the, the people that, you, that need you on the other side. I believe your entire life can shift when you bring back a belief. It's self-esteem. It's a belief in who I really was created to be. Man, I believe you could change everything in your life at any time.
0: And I actually believe it already happened because if you're listening to this, we've been programming your subconscious the whole time anyways. So keep listening because you're going to start winning. Dude, I, we're going to have to do round two, round three, round four. You're going to have to come speak at the event. We're going to have to, I might have to, I've never been to Oklahoma either, by the way. The only state, states I haven't been to, but my bank was there because I banked with Fort Sill National Bank when I was in the Marine Corps. <laughs> That's the only tie I have, and you got to come to Montana. Bro, I, I can't. So, listen, everybody, um, I could do a show with J.C. all day, every day. I could call him and let him speak truth into me. But here's my recommendation, and I, and I say this with a very, very heavy-handed recommendation. Surround yourself with J.C., Find him on the socials, find him on Facebook, find him on Instagram everywhere. But the best place to go is his website, which is coachjc.com, www.coachjc.com. And, and here's what I want you to do. I love giving specific calls to action. And here's what I would challenge you with. Here's what I would, I would, I would put on your heart today. I would put on your on your mind. I would set your intention that today is the first day to surround yourself with some more winning, whatever that looks like for you. Maybe it's a new song that you listen to on repeat. I'm a, re- if you could see my Spotify plays, there's like six songs that get played like 8,000 times a month and the other ones get like two. Cause I'm like a repeat offender over yeah. and over, right? Oh, yeah. Like I love unfollowing people on Instagram. I love controlling my content. I love unsubscribing from emails. I love being in charge of my environment everywhere. Intrapersonally, personally, like the relationship with my refrigerator. It's really, really easy. There's only good options in there because my environment makes a good decision for me. And so I would I would put it on everybody's mind right now that today, it already started, the race is going. And you just get to take one thing from the show today, whether it's writing your mission statement, whether it's asking yourself like, what do you want? Why do you want it? And who must I become to get it? Whether it's like, God, you know what? Every time I consume that, it leaves me feeling deflated instead of inflated. It leaves me feeling down instead of up cool, I'm out, and start performing triages everywhere in your environment so that as you start winning and you start stacking those wins that JC talks about and that you're in momentum, that you're clearing the path in front of you so that you can go as fast as possible because this game is really about momentum and iterations over and over and over again. So JC, I like to end with one question. And and everybody, I'm going to say this again, coachjc.com. And I'll make it easy for you like I do every show. It doesn't matter how many of you DM me. If you DM me on Instagram and just say JC, I will personally send you the link to his website and the socials so you don't have to do any work. I will help you win and I will put it into your inbox. So slide into my DMs in a non-creepy way with the word JC and I will send you the link, coachjc.com. But here's here's my question and I love asking this question. Imagine we're an hour and five minutes in that somebody forgot they got men in black for the entire episode up until this point or somebody only grabbed this one part to send to a friend and in this moment you have the ability to tattoo wisdom on their soul like i mean it's permanent and it's never leaving it's a belief it's a it's a saying it's anything that you have to permanently give somebody what would your tattoo wisdom be oh man i think
1: you know i said a little earlier but i think it. I think it have to be uh, you know, to, to bring back the belief in you. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we talked I think we talked about a lot of great things today, man. And, and and as I as I just think about all the things we talked about, you know, we talked a lot about identity. We talked about, you know, who are you? I think that would be the number one question, right? A lot of times in life it's not who you who who you think you are that holds you back, but in life it's a lot of times who we think we're not. And so I, I would tell you today, like, You know, if you could take one thing away right now, it's to bring back a belief in you. I said it earlier. I believe it's one of the greatest beliefs that you can ever have is a belief in you. Um, You're not defined by your business. You're not defined by your past mistakes. You're not defined by, uh, you know, your failures. You're not defined by what a teacher might have told you. Uh, You're not defined by what you do for a career. And so I think for you right now, the number one thing I would like to leave you with is that you were born with a purpose. You have a purpose. And if you could just get, you know, uh, a shift around the I am statement and every single day start to believe a little different about yourself, that you are a winner, that you're a warrior, that you're a gladiator, that you're a world changer, that you are strong, that you are placed on this earth with a purpose for a purpose, that you're powerful, that you're passionate, that you're loving, that you're caring, that whatever it is, compassion and confidence, you're free, disciplined, happy, fun. I believe that if you can start to see yourself as a winner, and show up every single day believing that I was born to win, I can win, I will win, I must win, that all things work together for good in my life, beyond what I see in the natural, that all things are possible. I believe, I believe that you can change and shift your entire reality when you shift that one thing, and it's to make a shift in your identity, your perception of your reality, in who you are, I believe can change it all. Believe in yourself, Who loves you? I
0: love you. You were born a winner. Go win and win all day. All right. And we got to do this in a really good fashion. You got to take us out with the win all day mantra. Let's do it, man. You lead the way. The time's going to end the show. I'm going to repeat it after you do. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Today is my day. Today is my day. Nothing will get in my way. Nothing will get in my way. Of me being the best. Of me being the best. Version of me. Version of me. I am here on purpose. I am here on purpose. I have a purpose. I have a purpose. I am strong. I am strong. I am passionate. I am passionate. I am fearless. I am fearless. I choose faith. I choose faith. I am a winner. I am a winner. I will win. I will win. And win all day. And win all day. And there is no better way to end the show. JC, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for being a man of service, a man of integrity, and a walking embodiment of who many people strive to be. And thank you for leading the path, heart open, and being so giving with your gifts to the world, my friend. It is an honor. It is a pleasure to have you on the show. And I thank you for being here. So thank you so much. Much love. Thank you, brother. For everybody else listening, go check out coachjc.com. Find them on the interwebs. Surround yourself with winning. Build your world. Build your environment to bring out your gifts and stop downsizing your most valuable asset, which is you. Because you are the greatest gift that this world could ever have, and we want more of you. So I'm going to stop bumping my gums. We're going to cue the outro. Show. Have a beautiful day. Remember that relationships will always beat algorithms. I will either see you in the next episode or you will hear me in your earballs. But either way, we out. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Mind of George Show. Please make sure you subscribe on your favorite channel that you listen to, whether it's in the car, on your run, or in front of the television.